Hey, Shoujo fans! Welcome to episode 54 of the Shoujo Sunday podcast. This week, we will be reviewing My Happy Marriage, episode 10 through 12. It's finale time! Let's dig in. A new, a new, another finale. Yes, we did. Gianna, how are you feeling? I am feeling a lot of things regarding these episodes. It was quite the roller coaster this week. Yes, yes, it was. It was crazy. Um, and also, we can acknowledge before we further we get into this further, we want to thank volume one podcast and what do you say anime podcast uh for coming on and talking about my happy marriage with us in our previous episodes uh we hope you guys really enjoyed it yes absolutely we love both of them or both of those podcasts i should say all all four of them yes. so very much so it was wonderful to collaborate with them and we hope that you guys had as much fun listening as we did recording with them yes yes so Without any further ado, let's get into My Happy Marriage, Episode 10, Summer Cherry Blossoms and The Mistake. Here's our soft serve summary brought to us by Wikipedia. No edits. Ooh. <laughs> okay. Kudo and Mio arrive at the Usuba mansion. There, Arata fully introduces himself as Arata Usuba, Mio's cousin. He explains that the cause of Mio's nightmares is actually her spiritual gift. Kudo and Mio are then introduced to the head of the Usubas, Yoshiro Usuba, who is Mio's grandpa. Yoshiro offers Kudo his help if Kudo is willing to let Mio stay with her maternal family and give up on the engagement. Yoshiro explains that Mio has the ability to intervene in a person's dreams and because of that she will continue to have nightmares. When Kudo refuses to leave Mio behind, Arata tells Kudo he should focus on the Crotesseries impending invasion on the capital before he challenges him to a duel. Kudo has the upper hand until he is distracted by Arata's illusion of Mio and loses the match. As a result, Mio is taken under the care of her maternal family. Despite his defeat, Kudo swears that he will get Mio back once he deals with the situation. Back at the Yusuba mansion, Yoshiro is about to tell Mio about how her mother married into the Saimoris and why she sealed away Mio's powers. And that's our summary! So, Gianna, do you have a theme? I do. It's probably not the intended theme. I wrote this because I wrote it after I watched the episode, and I was angry after I watched the episode. <laughs> so, the theme I have is listen to women, let them make their own decisions. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Yes. Yes. What do you have? I, I guess I sort of have two. 
I said, if things look fishy, go home. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And then I had, don't let people manipulate you and your relationship. Okay, fantastic. Fantastic all around. Yes, yes. Thank you. Do you have any sprinkle on top? I have one, but it's a joke. I have one too. Okay. What is yours? Mine is just that this title is literally as long as a Panic at the Disco song title. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's it. That's the sprinkle on top. (laughs) What about you? (laughs) Like the, the, because to be honest, it's like, they didn't need to be like summer cherry blossoms. They could have just said cherry blossoms in the mystique if they had to do that. Right. Or just come up with a different title altogether. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like this one could have been workshopped a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I had cherry blossoms and then I was just basically like, hmm, I wonder if they are like a Yusuba enhancer of like powers or something. Oh, I was wondering that. I was like, hmm, I'm trying to understand like, what is the importance of them? Like, you know, maybe they just like cherry blossoms too. True, true. I mean, I like them. They're very nice looking. Yeah, I I like the idea of them enhancing their power, though. I think that that would be really cool because most of the time you just see cherry blossoms in like cute aesthetic imagery but it would be really cool if they had like more of a use than that right right yeah i think it would be cool as well if they you could do more with them than just looking at them and thinking that they're really pretty Mm -hmm. yeah but let's move into floats your boat i'm gonna be honest i have three (laughs) i have two (laughs) okay (laughs) we're on the same page because we were just like matt i think this is probably the episode like the first time in history where I've had a lot of nuts points, like more than usual. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but okay, what's one of your likes? My first like is that Kyoka is really fighting back with Mio's grandfather. Yeah. He's really passionate in not wanting to leave her side and give up on their relationship. And I just really liked seeing that. Yes, I put that too. I was just like, oh, Kudo is defending her from her weird ass family. <laughs> Yes, yes, yet again, yet again. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, mine is a time skip, because, like, I had that, but my, the next one that I had was um, Hazuki, who's Kudo's <laughs> sister, punching Kudo in the head. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, that was my second and last floats your boat, essentially, when Hazuki's entire moment there, refusing to accept the outcome of the duel and pretty much demanding that he goes back to Mio to you know, set things right and bring her back home. And she's even able to communicate that whatever Mio said, she said it with his best interest at heart, just knowing how Mio's mind works. I love how much Hazuki has gotten to know Mio and giving these lessons Mm -hmm. so that she can also almost be like an aid to their relationship. Yeah, like a really good sage just to be like, listen, I know that this is what you did, but this is wrong. And I'm going to tell you how you're wrong. Go fix it. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Now, I mean, usually we obviously we frown upon violence, but it was just like somebody (laughs) had to literally knock some sense into him. Yeah, I mean, you can tell she wasn't trying to, like, hurt him. Like, for she real, She yeah. like she, like, has any ill intent. It was just, like, a sister, like, come on. Come on, man. Yeah, yeah, definitely. My last floats your boat is Kudo knowing that Mia would blame herself if he didn't attend to the emergency at his job. Mm. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Because she would. She would, absolutely. Yeah. 
Um, but that's it for Floats Your Boat. So I guess let's move into Banana Split. Okay. I only have one banana split. So, so, do, so do I. It's just a bunch of questions. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, I didn't know where to put this, but I just said that Yusubas are the hidden balance against spirit users for the royal family. Right. That's ba- hey, that's basically what I have. We're on the same wavelength here. Yeah. I just had all these questions come into my head about that. So I was like, so the Usubas are employed by the emperor to keep people with abilities in control so that they don't go on rampages. But what if one of the Usubas goes on a rampage and that's they're like the I'm- most powerful? I'm like, aren't there laws about the abilities? Because the military is using them. Like people are employed to use them. So why does it have to be a secret also that they're even being regulated by the emperor? Like, is this just a private thing the emperor wants because he personally feels threatened by people with abilities? There's just a lot of questions regarding all of that for me. It kind of felt a little convoluted. It did. I was just kind of like, there's so much going on. It's like, okay, so y'all got different names. Like, yeah. what? Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you have any Rocky Road? I just have one. Oh, okay. I didn't have any, so. Um, the one that I have is Mio blaming herself for troubling Kudo when all he wants to do is be with her and help and protect her. Mm, I have that in another segment. Okay. Yeah, I, honestly, I'll say some of that goes into another segment in other episodes we did. But okay. watching yeah. this one, it was like very rocky road for me in this one. Yeah, I can, I can understand why you would put it there. It was just sad overall to, like, see how things were playing out. Yeah, yeah. At least for their relationship, yeah. Yeah, and it's just all the trauma she's carrying with her, which is making her believe these things. You know, she's still healing. Mm-hmm. True. Actually, you're, you're right, yeah. Okay, let's get on to nuts. I was writing in, like, basically all caps. All of my nuts are always in caps points, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, oh my god. And, like, I, I have six, but a lot of these are, like, very just reactive. Right, same, same. I only have two, but I'll probably agree with you. Yeah, okay. I put that, because I wasn't even calling Arata Arata. I was just like, glasses, glasses. <laughs> <laughs> It's like glasses said that this is the house of the Yusubas. Go home. (laughs) I was like, oh, like you finally made it. What? (laughs) Go home. (laughs) Right. I love that he doesn't even have a name and he's just glasses. He's been reduced to glasses. (laughs) (laughs) And I did that for the rest of this, the rest of this podcast episode. That's all I called it. That's amazing. Oh my god. And then um I had an all caps Mio has a grandpa. <laughs> oh my god, right? Like she has a whole ass family apparently. I was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> like what? Yeah. I just thought they were gonna be other people, like, you know, like third cousin twice removed type shit like that. Not direct. Yeah, not cousin and grandfather, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Mio having dream sight in the first place. Yes, I have that too. I just put in all caps, Mio has the gift or some kind of gift, you know, but yeah. I, 
as I was suspected, I feel like they really dropped those breadcrumbs really well throughout the series to make you wonder and then kind of lean towards, yeah, she probably has some kind of power awakening and then just like showing it finally. I think they did a really good job with that. Yeah, like when there was that time we talked about it where the mom turned and looked at her and I was just like, does the mom see her? Mm-hmm. Like, is this real? And it's like, shit, maybe it was real. Damn. Yeah. Let's see. Oh, the next thing I have in all caps, not a gun in a sword fight. Stop. I have like this same exact thought. He pulls out a fucking gun in a duel. I was like, oh, they're going to duel. It's going to be ability against ability, kudo ability against Yusuba ability. And he pulls out a fucking gun. Like, yeah. And he was shooting. I was like, no. Okay, no. And it reminded me, I know this is like... This is so stupid, guys. But if you've been on TikTok, and I know this, this is older, but there's this song called, like, My Blicky. And I just started playing in the back of my head. It was like, um, how does it go? Oh, my Blicky across the dresser. <laughs> blicky meaning gun. And I was just like, oh, my God. Wow. Which I need to go check TikTok to see if they, somebody had to have made that edit. I'm sure. I cannot, like. A fucking a gun. And then the next all caps thing that I had was about Kudo. And I was just like, not this Dragon Ball ZS fireball. <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't even catch that. That's so funny. He just puts out when she he starts the fireball and me. I was like, no. And then the grandpa's like, stop, which I'm just like, yeah, girl, because why would you just run into the middle of this duel? And he releases it. And I'm just like, bitch. Like, oh my gosh, y'all are behind all these trees. Right. You go start burning shit up again. Like, <laughs> right, just light another one of Mio's relatives' houses on fire. For real. Just destroy all of it. Right. Yeah. Do you have another nuts point? I have like one last one. No, we went through both of mine and yours. Okay, okay. Uh, the last one that I had is that Mio's mom sealed her memories. I was just like, uh, oh. Wow. Oh, yeah. Where did I put that? Oh, I actually have that in my Rocky Road for the next episode. Oh, okay. But that is wild, though, you know, that that... I And honest, I think that she made the right choice. Yeah. Yes and no. I have feelings about it, yeah. It's a tough decision. Mm-hmm. Because I think she's right in fearing that she would be exploited. And yeah. As, as I far, mean... Yeah. I'm oh, sorry. Sorry. And as a kid, she... um, I don't know how she would be able to control... The power, like, what she would do, like, her upbringing probably would have been so much different, but, like, I don't know if it would have been in a good way or if it still would have been pretty bad. Like, I don't know. It's so hard to know. My issue with it is that not that she sealed her her power. My issue is that she didn't tell Grandpa about it, which, I mean, we'll get into that in the next episode, but that's why I was just like... I have feelings about it because, okay, yes, seal them. It makes sense. I understand the logic and stuff, but Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. more could have been done for Mio, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, most likely, yeah. Yeah. But let's move into Hot Fudge. Okay. Do you want to kick it off? Sure. I will start with the moment that made me put my theme you know, listen to women. So mm. 
Mia's grandfather wants Kudo to relinquish his hand and let him be res- and let him the grandfather be responsible for Mia or whatever. And I just put like in all caps like what about what Mia wants? Yeah. She even tries to interject, but the men keep speaking over her and this even includes Kudo, which really pissed me off a little bit. Mm. Like I understand tensions are high, but like she wasn't talking that quietly. She's a soft-spoken woman, but she was speaking at her normal volume, you know. It wasn't like she wasn't trying to be heard. I felt like she was like doing her best to try and interject, but she was being completely ignored. That whole scene was so angering to me. Yeah, it was like a pissing contest. It really was. It really was. Yeah. I put, I guess also in connection to that, that a duel, Mio is not some prize to be won. She's a person. Yes, a thousand percent. Yeah. I think that it's crazy that it's just like, oh, well, I beat you in this duel. She has to stay here. And it's just like, no, the fuck she doesn't. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I also had, I'll say I did get actually, I did actually get mad at Mio, though. Right. When you she know, said, I was reading my <laughs> next one. And I think I'm going to agree with you because I know that I put her one feeling in Rocky Road. So that was compartmentalized. But I'm, I'm with mm. you on what you're about to say. Yeah, yeah. So when Mio said that she doesn't care, mm. I was livid because Kudo and Dirie and Hazuki, they all worked so hard to try to build up her confidence again. Kudo in particular freed her from her family and from literally being almost killed and choked to death by her sister. And you aren't sleeping properly. And you just think, oh, well, I'm such a burden to him. Like, I don't care where I'm at. Like, that that pissed me off so bad because it's just like, it's like 10 steps forward and then 10 steps, like one step forward, 10 steps back. Mm -hmm. Because I don't know how previously she was like, I want to be with you. I want to stay at your side. And he's busy at work because there's all of these weird, like fucking grotesque things. I know it's grotesqueries, but I was calling them grotesqueies like this whole time. <laughs> but these weird grotesque things are like trying to eat up the capital. So, I mean, of course his ass is not going to be home. And like, it just made me mad because I didn't understand why she would just be a, why would you say you don't care? You you do care. Yeah. I don't know how you can be in a relationship and one moment you're like, I want to stay at his side. And then now you're just like, I'm burdening him. I should leave. Like, so him blowing up your family house what was for what? Oh, my God. Right. It's like I'm trying to, like, be delicate, but I got to a point where I was just upset. I, w- I don't want to say disappointed, but I think I might have been disappointed in Mio mm. because he's made it so so like crystal clear that he cares genuinely about her and he wants to be with her and hear her out and that she isn't a burden in any way and he wants to hear how she feels and he wants her to express it it makes him happy for him to know whether she's happy or sad or what have you Mm -hmm. and the moment that it mattered the most for her to be honest and how she felt she couldn't and I was upset and I was disappointed and I I was a little mad and I'm like I'm trying to be patient as well because of all the trauma she's been through but he's made it so clear so many times yeah he literally it it was just it was crazy I just that really upset me and so it was like finally this is not finally as if I'm happy about it but it's like I finally got to the point where both of us where it's like we're pissed off at her yeah (laughs) okay yeah 
The last hot fudge that I had. Do you have another one? Sorry. I don't. I just had overlap with like, I just put the gun as well. That's all I wrote was <laughs> the gun in hot fudge. Like, what the fuck? Fucking gun. Right. But sorry. <laughs> right. The thing that my last thing that I put was I don't need exposition during a gunfight. <laughs> Because Glasses was out here just being like, we're supposed to be the reason why, like, y'all spirit users, y'all are doing whatever, but we're we're the final boss and we work for the emperor. And I'm just like, do you need to talk about it when you're shooting bitches? Like, I don't right. know. Can you just have a regular conversation? Oh, clearly not. Arata can't have a regular conversation. <laughs> At all. At all. Oh, I cannot stand glasses. (laughs) I can't either. He's kind of fine, but like, I don't want to think about it. (laughs) Yeah, no, no. Um, But yeah, so that's all for hot fudge. So I guess we can move into ice cream. You scream. Okay. What's one of yours? I only have two. And my first one was why was Kudo not using his ability from the very start of the duel that's what i'm saying right like i feel like if he went in there not not guns a blazing <laughs> 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 oh my god i didn't realize it was coming out of my mouth but um fire ability a blazing quite literally um oh my god you know this, i don't even think i have a point to make that's it you know <laughs> like over just over forget being cordial overwhelm the competition like right. from the beginning to shut this shit down i mean honestly the second a gun came out he should have dropped the sword and went full like kamihami you know <laughs> right <laughs> Why are yeah. our finale episodes getting unhinged? <laughs> it's, it's it's always like this. It's like, <laughs> I I put that one. I said that Kudo should have vetted glasses out before he drove Mio to the house. Yeah, right. He was so thorough with the Saimoris. Why couldn't he do the same? Yeah, because it's like you don't know them people either. Like you could have had more research on them. And then also like when they were start walking at the beginning of the episode towards the house i was just like mio you aren't gonna ask kudo where the hell you are and why you're walking right right because he's just like i'm just gonna take her to her family and then she's just like she didn't even know like what yeah it was just crazy i i have a number of ice cream you scream so oh okay so my last ice cream you scream is another thing that contributed to my theme mm. i'm like is it not clear the way Mio runs to Kudo and collapses crying after the duel ends that she'd rather be with him? And yet Arata's like, ha, she's my responsibility now. Just like completely ignoring she's a person with wants and needs. I know we kind of already went over it, but like I just I wanted to say it. Yeah, no, no, you're right. I think that was one of the things that I had was in general, like, you know, why didn't the grandpa go and get Mio from her punk ass daddy. Oh, that was abusing her. I literally have that. I think in the next episode in my hot fudge, I was pissed. What the? F- oh my god. <laughs> I think it's probably in my hot fudge as well. But I was just like, I was looking at it, and I'm just like, okay, like she doesn't want to be with y'all, and this is your first time meeting her, and now you're saying she can't leave. Like, what the fuck is that? Like, she didn't even know you existed until she woke up and was at your house. And now you're telling her, oh, well, you're a prisoner now. You're stuck here. Like, that's... Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. It's awful. 
I added that Kudo and Mio were being manipulated. Why don't you just ask them to make a Yusuba type barrier around your house then so that she could still be at the house with Kudo? Another point. Oh, this is in all caps, but I think this is just around the time when they were before they got to the duel thing. But when Mio starts questioning herself and just being like, I'm a burden to him. And I literally had an all caps. and I was like, Mio, this is not the time to be dumb. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Just like. It's like, stop it right now. Like, I don't we do not have time for you to regress in your insecurities. Like, oh, like, you know, because you're supposed to be a couple. You're supposed to be a unit. And it's like, yes, you have your feelings and he has his feelings. But he's literally fighting to make sure that y'all stay together. And that's important. Mm hmm. I also had that Kudo got shot. I was like, what the fuck? Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I just thought in general that the duel was irresponsible because they know that the weird, those weird ass grotesque shits are out and terrorizing common folk. And Kudo's supposed to be the head of the anti-grotesque unit. So if you shoot him, like, who's going to be fighting them? Like, uh, Well, I mean, that's when I got the thought in the back of my head that they were part of unsealing the grave mm. or at least aware that the grave was unsealed because it was done by the emperor and they're working for the emperor. I just, I was like, oh, so this is like all done by the emperor and they're kind of in on it. So I thought like eliminating Kudo was like part of a greater plan. Mm. I don't think, I don't think that, um, hmm. I don't know if it actually does go that deep. Because it didn't get that deep later, but that's what I was thinking when I was watching it. I think in the final, the final episode, which I mean, I guess sort of spoilers, guys, but this is the finale episode. So at this point, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, we're covering it, but it's like at the, in the fun, in the finale, I felt as if the emperor had double crossed glasses. Yeah. But yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I just was like, you can't just shoot him. I mean, if I was Mio, I would have been done the first time his ass got shot. I'm like, okay, I'm running in here. Like, ain't no way. Stop. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But yeah, so that's all I had for Ice Cream, You Scream. Okay. Oh, hey. Let's move into episode 11, My Mother's Legacy. Here's our soft serve summary. Yoshiro, um, Mio's grandpa, explains that years before Mio was born, the family business the Suruki business, was in debt. When the Saimori family approached the Yusubas, they offered their assistance if Sumi, Mio's mom, married Shinichi, Mio's dad, which Sumi accepted against Yoshiro's wishes. As a result, she was estranged from her family. Yoshiro also explains to Mio about her supernatural ability, the dream sight. When Mio uses her powers, she discovers that her mother sealed away her powers to protect her from exploitation. Sometime later, Arata explains to Mio about her duty as the maiden of the dream site, along with his duty to protect her. Meanwhile, Kudo and his subordinates fight off the grotesqueries. Uh, however, he becomes unconscious when he protects Godo, his subordinate. The next day, Mio has a conversation with her grandpa, who feels grateful for meeting her and tells her to depend on him and Arata as family. When the ceiling on Mio's powers is lifted, she becomes shocked when she is informed of Kudo's condition. When she wishes to see Kudo again, Arata reveals to Mio that the Emperor wants her to stay away from the Yusuba's 
permanently because of her existence and ability. Despite the consequences, Yoshiro allows Mio to leave and Arata takes her to Kudo. And that is our summary. Gianna, do you have a theme? I do. I have two quotes for themes. Okay. So my first quote is a thought that Mio has, and it's a gilded birdcage is still a cage. And the other quote I have was from her grandfather, which is, relying on others isn't putting the burden on someone else's back. It means sharing that load. Yes, yes, that's really nice. Thank you. What do you have? I said that family means sharing the burdens we can't handle on our own together. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Which I think it's also partially, it's partially like a quote or sort of from the grandpa. Mm -hmm. But yeah, do you have any sprinkle on top? I don't. Do you? No. Okay. Do you have any floats your boat? I squeezed out two. <laughs> oh, same, same, same twins. <laughs> okay. Per usual. <laughs> yeah, I was like determined. I'm like, I gotta put something in Floats Your Boat. It can't be empty. Yeah. The first one I have is Mio finally trying to truly fight back and leave to go see Kudo after she hears that he's been hurt by the grotesquery. Mm, true. Yeah. True. That's a good one. I could have put that in there. My first one is when Sumi cuddles Mio for the first time when she's a baby. Oh. Because I was just like, oh, that was so cute. Yeah. You know. That was sweet. I always think it's cute, like, when you see, when they do that thing where they put, like, the newborn's face by the mom's face. And I'm just like, oh, it's just so cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My other floats your boats at the end of the episode uh when oh, same <laughs> when mio's given her sakura kimono back is that it oh no mine was mio accepting her power on her own terms sort of like through the last time she touches the um cherry blossom tree oh yeah yeah i i wasn't sure when i was watching it i thought that that's what it was but i wasn't sure and then it was like kind of confirmed to the next episode mm. Yeah, my last floats your boat is when Mio is given her cherry blossom kimono back at the end of the episode yeah. when Arata agrees to take her to go see Kyoka. Mm -hmm. Which I guess we should just advance. I should probably start calling him Kyoka. I was just so used to calling him Kudo. I go back and forth. Yeah. I'm trying to get on a first name basis with him, but like, I don't know if we're there yet, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess we can move into Banana Split. Okay. What is your first one? Okay, my first one, it's definitely ice cream, you scream leaning, mm. but it's banana split because I'm focusing on Mio's courage in the scene when she actually asks for her kimono back, but then Arata refuses her. But then she's like, well, can I just like speak to Kudo? And then Arata continues to refuse her. I'm just really proud of her for having the courage to ask for the things that she wants and needs. Yeah, yeah. I realize that it takes her a lot to ask for things for herself. Mm -hmm. So her asking for her kimono back is just her showing that she is still, like, I guess, growing within her personal agency. So it is good to see that. Yeah. Yeah. My first banana split is I bet that that debt issue that the Saruki business was going through was orchestrated by the Saimoris in the first place. Ooh. That's interesting. Yeah, because they kept sending proposal after proposal after proposal. And it's just like, how did your business get that bad? Like, I wouldn't put it past them. 
Me neither. Yeah. Then, oh, this is not even serious. I don't know. <laughs> this is oh, not serious, boy. but I... I, I had that meal just because grandpa tells you to do something doesn't mean you should do it. Like, why not ask what the cherry blossom tree is going to do if you touch it? Right. Like, it, why would you just touch it? <laughs> right. Going back to like Kageki Shoujo, it could be a cursed cherry blossom tree. Who knows? Beware the cherry blossom tree. Yes. Oh, my God. Wow. That's a deep cut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's uh, another banana split you have? Okay. The next thing I have is Mio's conversation with her grandfather. It's framed to be like this touching heart-to-heart conversation, but it's really difficult for me to get the warm fuzzies when she's essentially being held captive by him. Yeah. And he's over here like, family is sharing burdens and I love hearing how you feel. And she's like, I literally just want to speak to my fiance. Right. I fully get where you're coming from with that. Honestly... I'm trying to see if I put that in hot fudge or in... Mm. Yeah, it's probably closer to ice cream, you scream, than banana split, to be honest. But I'm trying to, like, vary my points. <laughs> right, right, right. We, compart- we compartmentalize on this podcast. It's okay. Yeah. I just had Grandpa apologizing for not being shit mm. because <laughs> he didn't do anything like, uh, like, you know what? I put that there, but, like... Really, that's more of another segment, too. <laughs> yeah, no, I actually, I have it in Hot Fudge, so. <laughs> yeah, like, I think I had it in multiple, like, things, so my bad, y'all. Just pretend I didn't say that. It's okay. <laughs> Let's see, let me fix it with something else. I also had glasses talking about Kudo and then being shocked that Mio wants to go see him. Right. Like, why would you be shocked? Honestly, what do you expect? <laughs> Right, because my thing is, if you're so pressed to keep her here, and you tell her that the fiancé that she wants to talk to is hurt, or you let her overhear that, like, why would you expect a different response? Right, exactly. Yeah. I said, why did the grandpa spank glasses? Who just does that in the middle of a conversation? Oh my god, I must have been, like, writing down a note and, like, missed that. Because that's hilarious. Oh, my God. Yeah, Gian. <laughs> he literally, he s- literally spanks, like, he smacks his ass. And then I was just like, his what? His grown grandson. Yes. It was crazy. I was just like, what does this even mean? And then right after that, all of a sudden, Glasses is suddenly giving in. And I was really confused. Oh, my God. That's bizarre. Grandpa's just like, Spank. Okay, I guess I can take you over there. Like, and I was just like, what? Like, what is this? That's bizarre. Yeah. My last banana split, and I guess it's also to do with confusion, because I feel like the swapping of, like, they're the villains to, like, they're kind of not so bad was, like, really quick and jarring, so I, like, hadn't fully registered that. Yeah. So Arata tells Mio that she may be able to wake Kyoka up by using her dream sight ability. Yes, I had that too. In front of all these people after he was just talking about how the emperor made a deal to conceal that the dream maiden ever existed. So like, I'm like, whose side are you on? And like, also, does everybody need to know? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Right. It was just like, 
you went from it's my responsibility to protect you till I'm about to tell this room full of people I don't know who all of them are that you have this ability that they have only ever dreamed of before and you should use it to save your fiance that I almost didn't let you see until I got spanked it doesn't make (laughs) sense it doesn't make any sense oh i was just over it but yeah yeah i guess that was banana split so do you want to move on to a rocky road sure okay okay um i just have two i technically have three but i already said my one in the other episode about sumi sealing away mio's gift oh okay my other two because the one is just you know mio misses kudo and that's that's sad you know to see her like missing him you know i can imagine how much that's hurting on top of like blaming herself and my last one was when mio touches the cherry blossom tree and she sees her mother who says mio i love you so much and then mio just starts crying oh my gosh that really got me yeah i was so sad i was just uh i think um my two rocky road is sumi sacrificing herself to help her father who left her his granddaughter in a in an abusive situation yeah because it's just like she sacrificed herself to help a family that didn't help her family (sighs) Yeah. And so that just made me very, like, sad for her mm-hmm. and Mio. And then the next one I have is Mio when she said, I don't understand what family is. Oh, my gosh. That really got me. That actually might be one that I have in the the next episode. I thought I wrote it down somewhere. I don't know why I don't see it. But, yes, I wholeheartedly agree. That was absolutely heartbreaking to hear. Yeah, I agree. It, it made me really just overall depressed when she said that. And I was just like, and she means that shit, too. Like, him being like, we're family. Like, what? You're saying that family's there to share burdens and stuff. But how is trapping her? Like, family doesn't do that either. But you're conveniently leaving that out. So Right. Family doesn't hold each other captive. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And refuse to let them see their fiance. Yeah. This isn't Romeo and Juliet, like. <laughs> at all. At all, yeah. Okay. Let's move on into nuts. Okay. So, Mio has been gifted since birth. Yes. Yes. Completely nuts for sure. She was fresh out the womb, had the gunky juices. I mean, they didn't do that, you know, because it's animation (laughs) and they want her to be cute. But just, you know how newborns look like they have the gunky juices on them and everything. And she was already doing her dream site business. Like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. The most powerful baby ever. (laughs) Literally. Yeah. What's one of your points? I honestly just have one nuts point that I wrote down, and it was when Kyoka was hit by the grotesquerie and collapsed. I was like, oh my god, no! Yeah, I was just like, oh oh god. At first I thought, did he cut it? But then I was just like, oh no, where did it go? Like, because you know, it would usually like explode or some shit, yeah. like when he used his power and stuff. So it took me a minute to realize that it sort of went inside of him, in a way. Yeah, yeah, I thought that he had succeeded until... Oh, until I realized he he didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I said, more people are chanting to break the graves. Bro, people are dying. (laughs) Right? No, honestly, I should have written that down. I'm like, can we stop? Can we just stop this? Yeah. 
I didn't know why they were doing it at the time. I was just like, this is, y'all look crazy, but okay. Right. Like, it's such a stupid thing because, like, it's just, sorry, it's hard for me to unpack this whole, like, emperor's motive. I don't know if it was made clear enough for me, like, exactly, because it sounded like he wanted to, like, wipe out, like, not magic users, gift users. It sounded like that's what he wanted to do, and he was, like, using the grotesqueries to do that, but, like... That's extreme, and I might have just interpreted that in a really extreme way. I don't know if he was specifically trying to go after specific gift users that threaten him. So I, I don't know. And, and then all these people are behind it. Like, I, it's a lot for me. It was, a, yeah, it was a lot for me as well. I don't think that it altogether made sense, but we could also get into that in the last episode because I still don't really think it makes sense then either. But no, I agree. Yeah, it was just, yeah. The fact that the emperor didn't want Mio contacting anybody. Mm-hmm. Ugh. You don't even know her. Exactly. And you look like a ball sack. <laughs> like, does. mind your own business. Oh, my God. Maybe that's where all of his misery comes from. Yeah. He looks like he was already dead, but his eyeballs still move. He's like a human grotesquerie. Lit- Actually, you're right. Yeah. 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 Or maybe he's supposed to embody that. I don't know. Possibly, yeah. The 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 last nuts point that I had is not manipulative incest. <gasps> okay. I should have put that in nuts. I think it was like in hot fudge for me, but Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. He like calls her my dear in conversation and I actually gagged out loud. I'm like, she's not your anything except your cousin by blood. Like, uh. What? Like, it was crazy because I'm just like, okay, you're talking about these duties, but I can tell you right now, your duty is not to fuck your cousin or get married right. to your cousin. He's like, I'll I'll have to take on the role of husband. Like, oh my God, no, you don't. No. Nobody said that. Nobody <laughs> said that. This is crazy. That's why, like, and it's also, oh my gosh, this is so funny, but it's also the same episode he got spanked too. So I'm just like, <laughs> what is up with this family? inappropriate thoughts and touching just stop (laughs) yeah it none of it we'll have none thank you none please none of it at all (laughs) but yeah as you were saying i guess because that was the last nuts point that i had we can move into hot fudge okay (sighs) i know i'm like we've already talked a lot about them refusing to let her leave so i don't want to beat that horse into the ground but while we are talking about the family and we kind of touched on this earlier could her grandfather really not have stepped in and taken her from the Saimoris at any time that's why i said that that man isn't shit because i'm just like why you knew that this girl you knew your daughter was sick in the first place Mm mm-hmm and you knew she gave birth and it's like y'all be touching like when Mio touched the cherry blossom tree and she was getting her memories and shit and like crying and everything and then he was like oh I know that was a lot and so my thing is okay if you can touch the cherry blossom tree and it's like CCTV footage then why (laughs) wouldn't you go and get your grandchild because she literally was like I'm stealing your powers away because these people are trying to use you like Oh, God. Right, because if they have this, like, Usuba shield or whatever, or barrier or whatever, couldn't they have raised her safely in that home? Right! And also, if it's the Usuba's job to step in when gift users are not acting appropriately, 
I would say that the Saimoris are gift users who were stepping way the fuck out of line when it had to do with Mio. Right. Even if you think Mio doesn't have a power, they are deliberately harming another Yusuba mm-hmm. because she's a Yusuba through your ch- your daughter. So why don't you go get her? Like, uh, it just aggravates me, like, so much that it wasn't until, oh, she's starting to show something that now you want to go and get her. Like, oh, it just made me so angry. Yeah, absolutely same. I put also that Arata glasses, but whatever. Arata is projecting his lack of duties onto Mio, who he has just met. Yes, I actually have that in Ice Cream You Scream. I'm with you. Yeah. He didn't even know she existed, and then he went from, now that you exist, I'm gonna manipulate your fiancé into leaving you here, and I'm now going to be with you. And it's just like, no, because you're cousins. Like, you're not even like, far-removed cousins. You're cousins' cousins. So then if you go and start getting with each other like it'll be the Habsburgs all over again guys listeners just go on Wikipedia and google like the Habsburg family (laughs) they look so fucked up because they kept intermarrying over and over again to the point that the last Habsburg king his balls were like black and he couldn't really do anything and he was like literally disabled like it was crazy he didn't even have a long life and here Arata's just like I didn't know you existed but you know what my duty says that I have to protect you and in order for me to protect you like we need to get married and it's just disgusting yeah he's also just like you know my whole life we've never been called into action and I wanted to take on a role I'm like well maybe there's more to life than being told what to do Right. Like, maybe you could go seek out your own purpose. And if you want to serve in some way, you could have joined the military. Maybe you could have worked with Kudo. Like, I don't know. It just seems like pretty arbitrary that he's like, well, Bob's just going to wait for someone to give me a purpose when he could have sought one out on his own. Right. Like, literally go find one. I mean, Koji did. So yeah. this guy can do it, too. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, oh, this is where I had uh, Arata blocking Mio from trying to see Kudo when she learned he was gravely injured. I put that in hot fudge as well. Because yeah. it's like, what are you protecting her from? Right. Except for the one person that's truly brought her joy in life. Right. She was literally abused and you just come in after the fact to be like, I have to protect you. Like, bullshit, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any more hot fudge? I have two more. Okay, yeah. Sorry, my bad. I could have been... No, it's okay. One of them that I have is the moment Shinichi sees Mio as a baby, it looks like he's ogling her as a product and not his baby girl. And that's the way I interpreted it, knowing how Shinichi continued to treat her as she grew up. Mm -hmm. So when he like first sees this baby it doesn't look like he's going to embrace it or like pick it up you know skin to skin whatever yeah. he's just like ogling at this child yeah i'm just like oh good good work everyone and it's just like you're not going to go see how your wife is doing yeah when you know that her ass was sick too like oh god mm-hmm. yeah and my last hot fudge is that sumi and her father became completely estranged the day she married into the saimori family mm, yeah i understand that there was like a disagreement about that but then the way 
her father continued to like talk about Sumi and how much he loved her, blah, 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 and like family this, family that. Why couldn't he put the differences aside and be in her life when she probably needed him? Right. Like, you know, the girl was dying. Yes. She was dying. She was coughing like tuberculosis and stuff. She had the blood in her hand. And you mean to tell me that as a father, you don't want to go and see your child that literally saved your company's ass? Right. Right. Not one last time? It's insane. <sighs> yeah. This is very frustrating. Because mm -hmm. it's like, for me, if he had done that, he could have been got, he could have gotten Mio out of this situation to begin with. It would have been a different story. She wouldn't have been as abused as she was. Right. <sighs> yeah. But I guess we can move into Ice Cream, You Scream. Okay. I just have one left. Okay. That is when... Arata tells Mio that her clothes were, quote, taken care of, the ones that Kyoka gave her, like her cherry blossom kimono and stuff. Mm -hmm. That was borderline hot fudge because I know how much that that meant to her. Because it reminded her of her mom. Like, yep. And it was like one of his first big gestures for her. So, yeah, I was pissed. <laughs> Because for me, the way that I see it, what is her clothes? Her clothes ain't going to do shit. So I didn't understand why he didn't let her have them. Right. You have to wear this special outfit for your special ability. It didn't really make any sense. Because like the thing is with with Mio and the type of person that she is, she wouldn't even have to wear it. She would probably just be cradling it or looking at it or touching it at times. Yeah. It was so manipulative and just nasty. I really... <laughs> I'm sorry, Arata's not redeemed for me. <laughs> oh, not really for me either. It kind of just left a weird taste in my mouth at the end of the series, honestly. Yeah. Let's see. I think I had a number of them, but it's like, oh, this man, but I meant the grandpa. I was like, this man didn't know how to manage his business. And that's why Sumi married that hideous Saimori, like uh, Mio's dad. Yeah, yeah. I said, oh, if they are able to leave memories and cherry blossoms, then why didn't Grandpa get Mio? He would have known about her. If he could be able to touch the cherry blossom and then see what his daughter was doing or whatever, then he would have known that Mio had an ability this whole time. Right. So that was confusing for me. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't, I can't wrap my head around him not doing anything and being okay with that in any way. Yeah, same. I guess this is the last one that I had is um, glasses. Why are you in her room as soon as she wakes up? Stay away from her. Get a job. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but exactly, though. <laughs> like, you're right. Yeah. Like, the first thing that I see has to be your weird ass. Like, oh, God, let me go back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> No. Yeah. Oh my god. But I guess that is it for Ice Cream You Scream. So let's get into the finale Woo. of My Happy Marriage Season 1, Episode 12, Light in the Darkness. Here is our soft serve summary. When Mio decides to use her power to save Kudo, she suddenly ends up in the dream world of the Saimori residence. There she confronts her other self, who represents Mio's unhappiness and trauma. When Mio's other self attempts to dissuade her, Mio declares that she will not run away and makes a promise that she will live a happy life with Kudo. Soon after, Kudo's kumihimo, which is his braided cord, soon after, using Kudo's kumihimo as 
her guide, Mio manages to find him in an endless battle against the grotesqueries. Elsewhere, the Emperor is informed of Mio's attempt to rescue Kudo. When the Emperor tries to destroy Mio and Kudo in the dream world, their combined power overwhelms and defeats him as the grotesqueries are destroyed. After Mio and Kyoko... Kyoko. After Mio (laughs) and Kudo are awake... Arada reassures her that she is still part of the Yusuba family, while Kudo tells him that they will have a rematch someday. The next day, Prince Takahito reveals to General Okaito that the emperor is responsible for the release of the grotesqueries while planning to have his father atone for his actions in the future. Mio and Kudo return to their daily lives. Several days later, they both attend a party. And that's our summary. Yay. Okay, Gianna, do you have a theme? I do, but I kind of struggled to find a theme, so it's a question mark theme. I put never give up on yourself or those you love. Okay, that's a good one. Oh, thank you. What do you have? Mine, I think it's a little bit more of a joke, but mine is old people need to stay out of women's business. Oh my God. Yes, though. 100%. <laughs> Because I was fucking over the emperor. (laughs) Oh my god. Yes, 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 yes. Even reading the summary back, I was just like, what? The emperor's alive? I thought he was dead. I was just like, um, but okay. Do you have any sprinkle on top? I do. I have one. Okay. I just put that the white dress she's wearing at the party at the end is kind of like wedding dress light because, you know, Ideally, this is we. I feel like most people going into this, myself included, thought that maybe perhaps there would be a marriage at the end of the season. So it's like we're not getting a marriage at the end of the season, but we're getting wedding dress light. Girl, let me tell you where. Where did I put that? I think I put it in banana split of like it's my happy marriage, but they're just engaged. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, I didn't have any sprinkle on top. So I'm glad that you had one because we needed to have at least one last one for this finale. <laughs> That's okay. It's all good. Okay. Let's see. Let's move into Floats Your Boat. I liked that Mio had to face her fears before she could save Kudo. Yes. Yeah, I really liked that. That whole moment's in Rocky Road for me, mm. but it was such a powerful scene. I really liked it. Yeah, I think I also had it in Rocky Road as well, but I was just like, I'm proud of you. Yes. Mm -hmm. Good job. Go hug yourself. Yes. Yes. Which I think in general, it was just kind of nice to acknowledge that there was a part of Mio that was upset by the things that had happened to her. And like throughout the anime, you just sort of see her going through the motions. And so you just think that she got to a place where she was used to it, Mm -hmm. where her other self sort of said it, but at the same time, she was just mad about what happened. And so I was just like, I'm glad that you were also sort of mad on your own behalf at some point. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's true. She was like bottling all of that up. And that's where it's been stored. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What is one of your floats your boat? So I will say a lot of my points here are reactionary, so they're not super detailed. But my first floats your boat is when Hazuki tells Mio that she is absolutely capable before attempting Dream Sight for the first time. I just love how supportive Hazuki is. Me too. Like, they're just, uh, Hazuki and Yurie, they're just like these really soft 
people. And I just love that they're just there to be so encouraging and like want the best for both Kudo and Mio. Yeah. Yurie and Hazuki, I guess this could almost be a sprinkle on top, are the mother and sister figure that Mio was missing and needed all this time. Yeah. Another thing that I had is Mio's outfit that she wears when she like hugs her other self and like transforms is the same outfit that her mom saw when she was born and they touched foreheads. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so to me, that meant that, you know, Mio was always meant to be with Kudo. Like, she was always meant to go and save Kudo Mm -hmm. because it's this exact same outfit. I love that so much. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I was just like, they were always going to be with each other because (laughs) it's the same outfit and it doesn't look like the outfit that they were trying to have her wear in the Yusuba house. So then I was just like, it's always been Kudo. My next Felister boat is just Kiyoka's reaction to hearing Mio's voice when he's in that dream state. I melted a little bit. He, like, put his sword down. He was, like, in the middle of fighting these grotesqueries, but suddenly all that mattered was where Mio's voice was coming from and how could he get to her. Yes, I felt so bad. Where did I even put this? Oh, I put it in Banana Split. Oh, okay. I was banana split about her calling out to him because that's what happened to him when he got shot. Oh, and so I was just like, oh. Too soon. <laughs> yeah, so I was mentally, I'm just like, oh my gosh, girl, just be quiet until you show up. Because, like, he can't afford to be distracted. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. But it was just, over. I think I can compartmentalize to say it was nice to see his response to her to just be like, oh, okay, yeah, like, she's here and she's who I'm fighting for. And so he started being a bit more vigorous when he was fighting the grotesqueries in his mind. Mm -hmm. Oh, I liked Mio protecting Kudo, like, super dream power, like. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's basically... Like, my next two combined, the way she, like, defeats the emperor in the dream state. And then he's like, you know, Mio, I went on and on about protecting you, but you ended up protecting me. Oh, my God. Yeah. It was just so cute because it's like, oh, it was finally her turn. And, like, the way what she did was that much bigger than what he normally does. Mm -hmm. Because, like, she beat the emperor, like... Wow. Yes. Big Mio. Like Skywalker (laughs) who? It's Mio. (laughs) For for real. For real. (laughs) Like the predecessor. Mio's like the predecessor of, um, I mean, obviously not because of when this came out, but like power-wise, the predecessor of like Sailor Moon, but then also Toru at the same time. (laughs) Oh (laughs) my gosh. Right. Right. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I also had... When Mio and Kudo were apologizing to each other. I have that as well. Yeah. Yeah. It was so cute. Because I'm just like, yes, you might as well make up while you're in this dream state. So you don't got to do it in front of all of these other people. Right. More things that a whole room of people don't need to hear. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. It's such a tender moment. She like ties his hair back with the purple cord. And it's just a nice callback to earlier in the series. 
And I just really liked seeing them fully putting their feelings on the table once again, because what got them into this mess was not being clear. So it was just nice that they shared that tender moment. Yeah. I will say slight banana split. I wish that they kissed, though. That's ice cream you scream. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, wait. We could just go out. I won't go further into it. But okay. yeah. <laughs> I have a few more floats your boat. My my next one is Godo being so excited that Kudo's waking up that he cries and leaps on him. Yes, he was just like attached. Like, I can't believe you almost died for me. Right? I would be the same way though. Like he really I can't I can't say took a bullet for him because he did that for Mio, but you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I keep accidentally making gun jokes and I don't mean to. <laughs> yeah, it just it just happens. Like <laughs> like, oh my gosh. But I love that and I felt a little sad for Goto that Kudo was just like, get off me. Right, right. <laughs> Just give him a like a little squeeze before you start pushing him away. Right. Like what if you gave him like a head pat? Yes. I think Goto would have really appreciated it, to be honest. I think he would too, just like based on his personality. Yes, he does have like golden retriever vibes. Yes. Yes. I love at the end of the episode, or like towards the end of the episode, when Mio is just kind of giving us some exposition about how happy her life is post, you know, the events of the last episode with Kudo and, you know, just how nice it was. Kind of like their own little happily ever after. It was just sweet to to hear, you know, that they're growing into each other and she's healing and stuff like that. True. It's like, I'm glad that they were healing. I just wanted them to get married. <laughs> it's like... Right. Right. <laughs> it's okay, because I just, I don't know. Well, you know what? I don't know. Do you have more floats your boat? Because I don't have any more. I do, but it was just reactionary stuff. It's just two more. I can combine them into one. Oh, okay. When they arrive at the party and they're like complimenting how each other looks, she's like, you look handsome. And he's like, you look beautiful. And like, that was just like really adorable. Mm -hmm. And he has her confirm. Like, he's like, are you, are you sure you like want to be my wife, even though I'm like troublesome? And she's like, well, I don't want you to regret marrying someone like me. And of course, neither of them thinks that of the other. And yeah. Kyoka reaffirms like we chose each other and it was just a really sweet moment oh yeah they're so cute i was just like oh mm -hmm. goals yeah i do have feelings about the outfit but okay it's just me <laughs> we'll, we'll move we'll move that into um another thing honestly that's probably banana split too so <laughs> yeah do you want to go into it yes let's go into banana split so even going from where we just left off why does Mio being a lady mean that she she needs to dress in Western attire? I don't know. That wasn't made clear. That didn't make sense to me. Like, I think she could have also worn a really, like, flamboyant kimono. So it's like, I think they could have, because this is supposed to be, like, a Japanese society, I don't know why, like, there weren't more, like, not that she couldn't wear the dress. She looked beautiful in the dress. It's just, like... What does being classy mean that you have to wear a halter dress when you could just wear a really nice Komodo? Yeah, yeah. It seems like subjective. Mm -hmm. And I know that people tend to do this like, 
I can't say much for like the Japan side, but I know that like over here that there are military balls mm-hmm. that are similar to that, but it's like that's over here. Yeah. In America. So I'm expecting them to have dresses that look like that. I think it's just a little it's slightly disconcerting that it's like, okay, this is supposed to be taking place in a in a Japanese society and like yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I was confused about that. Um, what's one of your banana splits? I actually don't have any. Oh, okay. I guess this is just gonna be my time to shine. Okay. Yes. <laughs> um, so when Mio is starting out, she's like, I'm gonna go to sleep to get into Kudo's head to save him. It looked like she was in space, like literal space. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I probably should have written that down for Banana Split. I think that they really could have done more with that dream site entering a dream sequence. Like, yeah. I don't think Black Hole Space was really the move. It doesn't make sense because, like, I don't know what this timeline is, but do they even know about space at this point? Like, I... <laughs> wow, really good point. Right. Do they know what this... What? Like, so that's what I was looking at. I was just like, I don't... Like, I don't understand. Because, you know, when um Mio dreams, she tends to walk on water like Jesus. There's always her walking on some water thing or whatever. And, like, I just figured when she was going into a dream state, it would just be like that. But her being in space kind of threw me off. Yeah, yeah. I also had that, oh, Arata, it looks like you no longer need my protection. Like, what the fuck? She she never needed it to begin with. She never needed it to begin with. And it's just like, you went from, I'm going to protect you, we're going to get married, to you don't need my protection. How, like, but you, what? In a matter of days, even. She just used this power for the first time. Like, it's a, it's just a little fast for me it was too fast and i was just like i don't know like what was in the grandpa's bank that changed every <laughs> like it changed his brain chemistry <laughs> like let me tell you something oh when my, my when i used to get spanked bro like only thing <laughs> that changed was the state of my face because i was crying oh i did God. not I was not like a brand new person after getting spanked. Not the spank heard around the world. <laughs> it was. It was the spank heard around the world. It did not make any sense to me. <laughs> and it wasn't even enough of a spank either. Like, that's what gets me, right? Because at least, like, I mean, it is what it is. It is what it is. People, some people get spanked. You don't necessarily have to spank your kids. Um, I don't think that it's really necessary to be honest but it's like right 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 right. i mean i'm telling you i don't think i could have ever changed my mind until somebody was literally beating my ass like that's how bad the spanking would have to be (laughs) and it's like i've had stuff like i've like i've been like spanked like that before and it's like oh i changed my mind because i just give in but just one tap i need to go back and you have to i <laughs> have to go back and see this moment i don't know how i missed it you have to i will tell what was it like 10 it was 10 near the end okay episode 10 near the end all right when he does this like pet and they're just like what yeah yeah i'm gonna go watch that <laughs> this is insane Okay, I guess that's it actually for Banana Split. So we can move into Rocky Road. Okay. Okay, I just have two, but I think they're 
They're, they they are the same. They're connected to the same scene. Okay, I just have one. Okay. But it, it's a long one, so. When Mio encounters her other self, it's an embodiment of all of her negative and self-deprecating thoughts and all of the emotions she's bottled up over the years of her abuse from the Saimoris. So the things that this other self are saying to her are things like, the only thing you're good at is hurting him. Anyone who associates with you is doomed to be unhappy, but she's able to fight back and she's no longer believing that she's unworthy of Kyoka. The people who care about her and believed in her made her feel a bit better about herself and she's on a healing journey to, you know, having more confidence and like really believing she's a good partner for Kyoka. Her life was nothing but pain but she knows it doesn't have to continue to be that way. She's not going to give up anymore. She's healing her own trauma through her dream site, which is beautiful. And then, like, I also had this thought connected to that scene where I was like, I kind of wish I could talk to my past self or, like, my deep inner self that way. Like, I know that, you like, there's exercises you can do, but, mm. like, you know what I mean? Like, I want to, like, do it like she did, <laughs> like, have a conversation. Yeah, I think... If I could go back and talk to my other self, or not even my other self, it would just be mostly that inner child. I think I would just spend a long time just comforting them. Yeah. Yeah. I tell people all the time, there is so much I would like to say to my 19-year-old self to ease her worries and her pain. So much. I think about it pretty often. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. The Rocky Road that I had, it's just two, I'm going to combine these two points into one, is okay. that when her other self, when Mio's other self says giving up is easier, and then you see Mio comforting her other self and hugging her, that made me overall really emotional because I could understand why the other Mio said giving up is easier mm -hmm. because she went through so much trauma and abuse by her family that it's like, it's sort of that mentality of if you give in faster, it will be over sooner. Yeah. You know, yeah. and you can just go through the motions and stuff. And so I'm glad that she was able to confront that other self. But I also hope that in the next season of My Happy Marriage, that we don't get to see too much more of Mio doubting herself. Because if you hug this other Mio, like, I get that you're still trying to build your confidence, but I just don't want to see another reiteration of like one step forward 10 steps back like i don't want mio to continue to be in a space where she just convinces herself i'm not good for kudo despite everything we've been through and we're just done like no yeah i'm hoping and thinking that this was a monumental step in her healing journey like she used her dream site which is like this superpower Super, that people yeah, have yeah. been talking about so in the following season of My Happy Marriage, I, I hope that they really do leave this behind. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that they do get married. <laughs> yes. Please. It's literally called My Happy Marriage, not My Happy Betrothal. Right, right. Like, we can see couples be happily together. Like, y'all don't have to just end the anime because these people are happy. Like, we can experience their happiness. <sighs> anyway. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the rant was just in my spirit. Like, I had to get it out.
Okay, let's move on into nuts. I have a lot of reactionary things in here. Oh, wow. I didn't write any nuts for this episode, but I'll probably just be chiming in and agreeing. Okay, yeah. Okay, so first I was just like, Mio is fighting the grotesques. Yes. That was amazing. Yeah, she like super beamed them bitches. Like, boo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the next was the emperor is trying to kill Kudo and Mio. Like, what? <laughs> right. That got wild. Yeah. And at that point, I said, oh, the emperor double crossed Arata because Arata was like, well, they said that my goal is to take care of you and everything. And it's like, well, if you're going to allow Arata to take care of Mio, that means you can't just decide to kill her. Like, what? Right. Right. Oh, and then the emperor turned into a super grotesque in the dream. Right. That was a lot for me because I'm like, is that just part of his ability? But like, isn't Mio the only one who's supposed to be able to enter people's dreams? Like, I I don't know what's going on, friends. (laughs) That just did not make any sense to me because I was just like, what exactly was his power? Like, if he can create or align with grotesques, then shouldn't eliminating him be the overall goal? Right. Yeah. This needs a follow-up season because there's so many lingering questions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then the last nuts point that I had, but I guess I was wrong based off of the soft serve summary, is that I was like, oh my gosh, Emperor Balsack exploded. But (laughs) (laughs) he didn't. Apparently he's still alive, which... How? Right. Again, more questions because it's like, what, did she kill him in the dream state? And then how was he even able to enter anyway if she's the only one who can ever? So, yeah, just very strange, very strange all around. Like, my thing is, at that point, not that I would really want it, but I would have thought that the emperor would say that Mio needs to marry the prince guy. Right. But either way, that shit was crazy. So it looked like he exploded because it looked like all of them got like they shot out of that cave and it looked like an explosion. So that's why I thought he was dead. But I guess he's not. Right. I kind of thought the same thing. So, Hmm. yeah. But yeah, so that's all I had for nuts. Hot fudge. Do you have any? So my hot fudge is why exactly is the emperor... I mean, I guess we might have touched on this anyway, but I'm still going to say it anyway. Say it. Like, why is the Emperor assuming that Kudo is a threat when he has literally never done anything and has done his job diligently? Like, just because he has a gift and is engaged to Mio, it seems like it's a really big leap to be like, kill this man and eliminate this girl's power because I perceive it as a threat with no real reason to do so. Yeah, I had that too. I I said that the emperor was crazy because he didn't know the future. So he just decided to kill people like. Yeah, that's unhinged as fuck. Right. Which is why I was like, oh, he should die for real because you had these people open up the graves and get like these venereal disease bumps and not be able to wake up. Right. Because that happened in the last episode. I was like, did she really just say that? You did. Yes. (laughs) Yes. They looked like they had some type of, it had to be a disease. I don't know what it is. Like, it looked like a combination of bruises, herpes, gonorrhea, all of them just all over their body and they couldn't wake up. (laughs) So for me, I'm just like, okay, you had these people chant and then they got these diseases and then they're catatonic. And then you're saying that because he didn't see the future anymore, he decided to just kill everybody. So how is killing Kudo 
who is the most the, the person who could save everybody in the capital how does that make sense for you having future sight so are you just trying to create the future that leads to destruction of everyone right it doesn't make sense it's a lot there's so many questions like i don't know if it's like clearer in the source material or or what but yeah the emperor as an antagonist is just confusing Mm-hmm. very very confusing yeah yeah but yeah i mean that's all i had for hot fudge Okay, me too. Um, okay, let's move into ice cream, ice cream. Okay. I think I was reacting at this point, but I was just like, oh my gosh, the grotesques are in Kudo's head. Like, all right. of that. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. My only ice cream, ice cream is that we couldn't even get a kiss shared between <gasps> yes! Mio and Kyoka <gasps> at the end. Like, these two people, <laughs> I know. I'm like, <sighs> I'm the romance girl, goddammit. I want to see yes. my faves kiss when they're in love. They're professing their love. They want to be husband and wife. They have barely held hands for us. We have gotten, like, next to nothing as far as romance goes in this beautifully romantic show. We've gotten really next to nothing with, like, you know, them like physical, actually physically, uh, yeah. Yeah, physically getting close. I mean, I, I guess, like, not all relationships have to be that way, but, like... Uh-huh, you're giving us a show and I kind of want to see it, you know? Yes, like, not, like just oh my gosh, kiss. like, oh, like, what if they kissed, right, in the dream state and then they came back and they were, like, both blushing and, so, oh! That's what I thought was going to happen and they didn't do it. I'm like, okay, are they going to kiss after everybody leaves the room? Are they going to kiss going into this party? Like, yeah! When is it going to happen for us? And it didn't. And I'm mad. Yeah, I wanted them to kiss. Yes, very much so. Just, even if it's like a quick peck, like, damn. Right, just a little something. A little something. something. Uh, uh. <laughs> or at <laughs> least like a forehead kiss, damn. Like, oh. I gotta tell you, that wouldn't have been enough for me. I would have still been complaining. It would have been better than nothing. Yeah. But I would still be complaining. <laughs> I would be like 75% mad. <laughs> Because <laughs> it wasn't a kiss, but at least twenty five percent of me would be assuaged. Like, right, okay. right, right. There was something, yeah, yeah. Um, my last ice cream, you cream, is about other Mio when we first see other Mio, and I'm just like, we don't have time for you, other Mio. Like, <laughs> right? No, I have the same thought. I'm like, no, 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 no. This is a distraction. She needs to go to Kyoka right now. Yeah, right now. Oh my gosh, get get. Nope. This could happen later at a different time. Right, right. We can heal our inner child wounds tomorrow, but Kyoka needs you right this second. Like, he's finna die in his head. Like, come on. But yeah. Yes. Yeah. But I guess that is actually it. So. Oh my God. <laughs> wow. Another finale. Well, thank you so much for listening to our My Happy Marriage coverage um, for February. I hope you guys were very happy with us being weekly. Yes, I hope you enjoyed that. Right, for the first time in a while, and like, thanks for being so understanding about us taking January off. We needed it, and yeah, you know, I think it was just a really fun time. We were glad to have our guest, Volume 1, and What Do You Say Anime. I think this was overall a really good experience, and I can see why so many people were obsessed with this show when it was first coming out. Yeah, yeah. 
I didn't really not that I mean obviously we both love shoujo but I was just kind of like so many people that aren't even the average shoujo watcher were talking about this and I was just like what is this but now I understand we understand <laughs> yeah yeah this is a really enjoyable watch it really went to places I didn't expect it to and it always kept me on my toes and I'm just really interested to see where it goes if slash when we get season two yeah yeah so thank you so much for listening please make sure if you especially loved our my happy marriage coverage specifically please go to apple podcast and leave us a five-star written review saying how much you liked us talking about my happy marriage it means the world to us And then you can also always leave five stars on Spotify or wherever else you listen to our podcast. Now, I guess we could also just move into our patrons, which guys, like, please join our Patreon because honestly... Us being weekly is legitimately possible. Yes. If more of you guys were part of our Patreon family, we are doing our best. The money that we are collecting is literally supposed to go to an editor so that they can take on two episodes and then Gianna can just do two, the other two episodes. And that is a month full of us. And who would not want more shoujo sunday yes because i personally like all the ice cream i can have at all times yes yes and it's like very difficult for us to get into other shows like you know that there are other shows like the rose of versailles for instance that we know retro crush has on their app and stuff right now our website and that show is like 40 episodes Right. There's no way us being bi-weekly, we might as well just decide to be a Rosa Versailles podcast. And it's like, there's so many shows that we do want to touch on that it's like, we can't just automatically go to that. And if we were weekly, we could do it. So even if you join our lowest tier, it's just our sprinkles tier, it helps out a lot. Yes. Yeah, it really, really does. And with that said, let's give a little shout out to all of our fantastic, wonderful patrons. Starting with our Sprinkles patrons, we have Akemi, Pete, and PJ. For our Whipped Cream patrons, we have Mary and Mark M. And for our Hot Fudge patrons, we have Mackenzie, Aaron, AJ, and Mark D. Thank you guys so, so, so much for being our patrons. Yes, thank you so much. We love you guys. And I guess that's really it. That's it for our My Happy Marriage journey, at least for now. So you'll see us next time for a movie. Guys, I'm not going to tell you what movie we're doing, but all that... I can say and Gianna will say is that you are not expecting this film. Right. You could never guess. Truly, truly. (laughs) Like, you will never guess. I cannot wait to see how you guys are going to react. Actually, we'll say this in advance. Please make sure to share that episode a lot and stuff because who knows? I don't know how many people will get into it. But either way, it was a fun time recording. But yeah, we'll see you guys. (laughs) We'll see you guys next time for a movie. Yes, we will see you then. Bye. Bye.